This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk preview show. Um, this is actually quite a symbolic episode for uh, Rams Talk. It's our 100th episode um, since we started doing the previews, the reaction shows. Um, obviously, it's been a hell of a ride for the club, um, ourselves as a podcast. Um, and obviously, to sim- uh, go f- for that, um, we are talking all things Bolton Wanderers. Um, just before I introduce our guest, um, we are trying to go for the Football Podcast Awards. Um we are doing a little bit of a plea um, at the start of each episode. Um, so if you do um, enjoy the content, um, please do vote for us. Um, the link will be in the description of this uh, show um, on uh, all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. So to introduce uh, the guest, um, we had him on last year, um, last season. I've got Derek Clark, commentator from Bolton FM and Wanderers TV. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me back on, Cal. I feel honoured at so, uh, your centenary, centenary of shows. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an absolute pleasure. You said you were absolutely brilliant last year. Everyone really enjoyed the episode. So, I said we'll get you back on um, uh, to preview this uh, quite big clash, I'd say, um, going into uh, the weekend. Um, I mean, you guys played uh, yesterday evening. So, before we probably go on to... Um, the, the game this weekend coming up, I'll probably just touch on how uh, you got on last night um, against Middlesbrough. Obviously, it was a defeat, so the cup run came to an end. But um, how was the performance? How did uh, the team merit? I saw there was several changes, so there's probably a, a much-changed side to what we'll probably see at the weekend. But how did they get on? Yeah, seven changes and all from the team that, that drew a button at, at the weekend. Uh, but they did well. They, they, they started brightly, took the lead, brilliant goal. Um Dion Charles put them ahead midway through the first half. Middlesbrough were really, not really threatening at all, but the first real attack they had, they scored. Matt Crooks lobbed the ball over Joe Coleman. But it was a very even first half. Bolton were given as good as they've, they've got. And then the second half, Middlesbrough really, uh, truth be told, ran away with it in, in the end. Their clash showed. I know they've had a, a sticky start to the season, and I think the, the league position is a bit of a... Um, a bit of a false one in all honesty because they play some good stuff at times and for a lot of the second half Bolton were chasing shadows but like you say a lot of changes were made to the team and visage that a number of players that were on the bench last night who didn't feature will be featuring at the weekend but um, yeah they took Mildersburg all the way until stoppage time and uh, they got two late late goals um, but I don't think any Bolton fan that was at the game would have too many complaints at it going out of the competition. It was a decent showing against a team, obviously, mm. in a, 
a division uh, above. It's where Bolton are looking to play their football next season. And uh, hopefully it'll be a, a lesson for one or two. I don't think uh, they'll be coming up against a team of that calibre, possibly, unless we get a, a good cup run in, in the FA Cup this season. So hopefully they'll um, take the, the lessons on board from last night. But a decent showing. But in the end, I think Middlesbrough, the class just shone through. Yeah, I mean it's it's the case when you play against um, in uh, those sort of teams in the League Cup. Um, it's kind of uh, to see you put yourself against those teams that you're hopefully going up against uh, in in seasons to come. But um, it's it's one of those competitions that maybe those those sort of uh, teams in the upper divisions don't really take seriously, and that's where mm-hmm. you can kind of take advantage. Um, but obviously, it wasn't to be last night. I mean, do you see playing uh, last night? Obviously, Derby will have a fresh week um, of training. Um, no, no game, obviously, for us. Uh, do you see that being any sort of factor going into the weekend? Uh, possibly. I mean, like I said, there was uh, seven changes made. Yeah. I know that Ricardo Santos limped off injured um, at uh, the weekend against Burton, so it remains to be seen if he's going to be fit for the game. I know Owen Toll came back for the first time this season last night, so uh, that is a that is a bonus, of course. But um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because Bolton started off like a train, and then the Wigan game happened, and they've just looked like slightly off it in the last uh, few games. I, I think a point away to Burton is, is a decent result, especially if, if you go behind. Um, but and last night, I thought they gave a good account of themselves, but. Certainly, there's a bit of unrest amongst uh, amongst some uh, after that heavy defeat to to Wigan. But uh, I think that the players will just be itching to get back on the grass again and try and get another win under their belt. So I'm not entirely sure it'll, uh, it might be a good thing for Derby having the fresh legs, perhaps. But uh, I'm sure that Paul Warren and the likes would have loved to have a game in midweek as opposed to a free weekend, a free week. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned there you, uh, the the form is kind of a bit jaded. I mean, you started off like you said so so well, and then that defeat to Wigan kind of shocked everyone, to be honest, um, in terms of the manner of it. Um, obviously, Wigan um, obviously handed us a defeat um, also um, at our place. Um, I mean, you, we've won our last two fixtures in the league. Uh, you obviously got a, a draw against Burton, and then obviously the defeat to Wigan. Um, I mean, that inconsistency is probably going to happen at this early stage of the season and it's not too much to worry about but I mean you mentioned the 4-0 defeat to Wigan um, obviously we saw um, them at Pride Park um, in a 2-1 defeat to us what really stood out for you in that 4-0 defeat um, that maybe just warrants a bit of caution for you guys? Yeah I mean both flanks were sort of targeted uh, and likewise last night Middlesbrough were targeting especially down the left hand side so uh, that's an area that might be a slight concern about goalkeeper position. I know Nathan Bax has been really good in the main, but he had an off day against Wigan, produced a stunning save last night, incidentally. Um, but um, Joe Coleman, of course, he, he started the game, went off injured. So the manager did see last night that he may be forced to go into the transfer market to uh, bring another goalkeeper in, which it was a weird just... Going off piece slightly, you know, if it is uh, historically doesn't put a goalie on the bench, but uh, last night he did do so <laughs> and he had to call up uh, upon a substitute goalkeeper, so it just shows you. Um, but yeah, I think that down the flanks, just like, I think that is um, a potential weakness at this point in time. It remains to be seen if Bolton will strengthen before the, the transfer window shuts late on Friday. I'd imagine there will be a bit of activity, but um, he never mm. did say it last night that. Trusted process, they are averaging two points a game, 10 points from five games is good going. Uh, they're sitting third in the table. I think everyone would have been happy with that at the start of the season with the start that they've had. 
Um, so I think uh, obviously the Wigan result, as you said, it was it was a bit of a shocker. Uh, you don't want to be losing to them at any uh, any point in the season. So um, I think they just need to get back on the horse. This is a huge game, of course, at, at the weekend. Derby County mm. coming, calling they bring a yeah. huge fan base as well. So it'll be the makings of a. All right, uh, cracking game. Let's hope we get more goals than the last time that Derby came up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it, it, it's one of those ones. I think we just need to take stock. Uh, Wigan was a disappointment, but I think there was shoots of recovery uh, the week after, as I mentioned, down at Burton, especially after going to go behind. Never an easy place to go. Um, mm. And they're back at home, of course, uh, at the weekend. So uh, it's an intriguing one because I, I, I know when we're looking at the Derby results at the start of the season, you boys have been um, looked on as, as favourites to, to go up this season. And there was a bit of a I see there was a wee bit of unrest amongst uh, your supporters as well towards yeah. uh, Paul Warren, but he, he has been getting uh, results. But it just shows you these these clubs are, are big football clubs at the end of the day and, and the fans yeah. are expectant. So um, pressure comes with that as well, doesn't it? No, no, you're spot on. I mean, when you look at, um, at ourselves as a fan base, yourselves as a fan base, you want your club and you kind of see your club um, in a higher stance than probably what it is obviously currently uh, in real time. I mean, Derby uh, are renowned to be a championship side, Bolton, ex-Premier League uh, back in the day. So you kind of look at it and go, both clubs are not where they should be um, in the football uh, pyramid. Um, but obviously this is where we are. We need to both obviously try and aim to, to get out of it. And we both didn't do that last season. So this is probably the season where you look at the league and it's probably... I wouldn't say the weaker side, but there's more opportunity uh, to go up, I'd say. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on the league as a whole um, yeah. and Bolton, where they sit in that. Yeah, I think on paper, it's. Uh, I think last year was one of the strongest league ones mm. that's been in, in quite some time. Uh, on paper, it looks slightly weaker. I don't think anyone would deny that. But, I mean, there's pressure. Uh, I mean, Bolton obviously get into the playoffs last season. Derby just missed out. So uh, the club have progressed each season under Ian Everett. So with that, there is pressure to get those automatics this season. That is the aim. Um, the manager knows that and um, that's what he's, he's targeting, of course. So uh, with each result, and he did say last night, they will lose games. They're not going to go out to, to lose games, <laughs> but as part of the course in football, you can't win every single game you go out to win, but they'll give their all to try and win every game. But it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. The old... League One campaign, and uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a few bumps in the road, but uh, yeah, I think uh, from the outset, you're, you're looking at the likes of Derby and Bolton being up there and sort of the automatics. So, uh, yeah, I think this this is a huge game at, at, on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see the level that both teams uh, are at. I know, well, as far as Bolton Wonders are concerned, as I mentioned, a lot of changes being made. Look at that, you look at the squad, and there's a lot of strength and depth there, but mm. uh, there's a number of players that are still sort of that have came in in the summer that you're just waiting to, to break through and make a, a right good impression. So um, who knows, Saturday might be the, the, the first time for that. Yeah, uh, and you mentioned a couple of uh, new faces for yourself. I mean, um, he's not a new face, but it was some big news that uh, your, the, the star man up top, Dion Charles, managed to um, get penned down for a new deal at, at Bolton. Um, it's probably relief more more than anything to Bolton fans and, and to yourself as uh, watching the team, um, having a talisman like he is in within the league, um, a, a committee's future. I mean, is that as big as an, any new signing uh, for, for Bolton? Yeah, it's huge because, it, like you say, there was a bit of noise round about him uh, and mm. he started the season off well. I mentioned there he scored a, a great team goal. He, he tapped it home from a couple of yards out. Couldn't miss, but um, it was. <laughs> he, he's just he's, he's he's a huge player for Bolton. He did miss that Wigan game 
through that uh, ridiculous uh, double yellow he got in, in the game against Fleetwood. Um, it was a real bonkers sending off, but uh, he's huge. He's He leads from the front, defends from the front, harries everyone. He's a defender's worst nightmare because he doesn't give them uh, mm. a second piece. Um, so I think him signing that new deal is a real statement of, uh, of intent and uh, real, really will appease the supporters because there would have been slight concern uh, with the calibre of teams that were looking at him. I think Stoke City were one of them. I think Watford were uh, rumoured to be interested as well. So um, he loves it at Bolton Wanderers. Of course, he wants to play at the, uh, a level above. Um, uh, and he's, he's got ambition. He said at the start of the season, he's targeting 30 goals this season, which is quite incredible. Oh. He's on four already. But um, yeah, he loves scoring goals. He's a confidence player as well. So um, yeah, that's two and two he's got in the last uh, couple of games. So He'll be itching to score uh, on Saturday as well. He always says to us when, when we speak to him, he likes proving people wrong and uh, he really looks like he's got a, a point to prove and show that he's um, he, he can hit that 30 goals and fire Bolton up the divisions. And um, Fresh from, you get called up as well yesterday to, to the Northern Ireland squad. So I know he's, he's banging the right, goals yeah. in for them as well. So um, that'll do him the, the world of good in terms of his confidence. So yeah, he's, he's a top, top player for, for Bolton. But often last season they were perhaps over-reliant on him to get the goals. But um, we're looking at other players to, to step up and, and get the goals. And to be fair to his credit, uh, Victor Adebayejo has struck up a decent partnership with him. Mm. He's in four goals as well. So um, that's good news. But the other lads that usually appear from the bench, like said, Dan Lundelow, Cameron Jerome, um, you're looking at these guys to perhaps contribute a bit more in terms of, in terms of goals. Yeah, it's not having a um, heavily reliance on on one player, um, mm. which is what we were very much so last year with uh, McGoldrick. Um, and yeah. you, what you need is th- those players who dot in and around with those seven, eight, nine, ten goals that just obviously just piff you up against uh, obviously the opposition. I mean, when you look at, um, I mean, we've got Connor Washington just recently received another call up for Northern Ireland as well. So him and Dion Charles will get f- familiar um, on their camp. Um, I mean, when you look at the, the matchups going into Saturday, both teams or both managers, uh, should I say, like to play that three at the back um, formation. I mean, we we are kind of tinkering with that at the moment due to injuries and Players being uh, available, so we've uh, seen a f- more four four at the back uh, over the last couple of games. Was obviously warranted two uh, two results. I mean, what would you say is the the Ian Everett kind of style of play going into the new season? Has it much changed from uh, last season? Can we similar? Can, should we see a similar obviously outset going into the new game? Yeah, it's the same expansive style. I like to play it from the back. Uh, and they like to get the, the wing backs forward and uh, and high, so um, you shouldn't expect much difference to the to the Bolton mm. uh, setup that, that you encountered last season. Um, so yeah, it's brave. Uh, I mean, he said last night as well. He, he wants his players to be brave on the ball, especially when you're coming up against up against teams from a higher division. Derby will be the same. You need to have a bit of bravery on the ball and not be afraid to make passes that um, that are. are bit- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Risky at times, so... Mm. It's good to watch. In terms of going to watch football, I mean, the brand of football is brilliant to see. And uh, I know they're selling record number of season tickets and what have you. So it shows you that the fans are being entertained and they are liking what, what, what they're watching uh, under the manager. So I don't think it'll be conservative in any way. I know that people say, oh, three at the back. It's, they just think it's an extra defender in, in, in your yeah. own defensive. <laughs> That's not the case. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, you can, I can expect a, a pretty open game uh, on Saturday, I think. There will be gaps at certain points, but um, like I say, the wing-backs, they're reliant on usually uh, Dacus Cogley and, and Randell Williams and both flanks have got terrific engines on them, the both of them, so uh, they'll run all day long. So uh, mm-hmm. they're huge for Bolton. Last season had uh, Connor Bradley, of course, on the right-hand side, who was just a machine. Um, uh, and on the left, they brought in Randall for the, the second half of the season. Declan John played as part at points as well, but it looks like he's uh, heading out the door. Um, but uh, yeah, the, I think that... Those two are, will be big. Midfield is key as well. Your likes of Kel Dempsey, it remains to be seen who will play alongside him. I know that he's chopped and yeah. changed at points um, in terms of his, his midfielders. Um, so it remains to be seen who will play there. I think Dempsey will start the game uh, and he'll try and dictate things and create in the, in the final third especially. So, um, yeah, expect an open game on, on Saturday, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, when you look at, uh, I just uh, got up your uh, the starting lineup against Burton Albion. I mean, um, when you look at that midfield, you've got that kind of holding midfielder and George uh, Thomason um, kind of sat there, and he's he's played the last two fixtures that he played even yesterday evening. I mean, if is he that integral that he's had to play uh, in the League Cup as well as the league uh, on on obviously last weekend? Yeah, well, thing with George is he's also just signed a, a recent contract extension off the mm. back of. Turning down uh, an approach from Bristol City, which again is another statement of intent. You're thinking, team yeah. in a higher division, you wouldn't blame him if he was to go, but he just loves it at Bolton. Um, he's he's a mature head on young shoulders, George. <laughs> he's always a pleasure to speak to. Them. He's one that uh, he feels that he owes Bolton a great deal for plucking him from non-league and uh, he's repaying the faith. He's improved, like the team pretty much has every year and mm. he's developed into a very good Tough tackling midfielder, but he can spray a pass as well. So uh, he's becoming uh, more so a permanent fixture in the team. But there's a number of players, like I said, the squad's very strong at the moment. So they've got Aaron Morley, who they can who they can bring in. Josh Sheehan uh, as well can, can play in that sort of defensive midfield role. Paris Magoma, who they got from Brentford on loan. He's one that we've seen flashes from him, but uh, we're just waiting mm. for him to sort of ignite, I think. Uh, so they have got plenty of options in there. Uh, I think Thomason, if I was to pick the team right now, I think Thomason would, would be in the starting lineup for me. Yeah. Um, just because he adds a bit of bite in, in that midfield and uh, gets on the ball. And like I say, talking about bravery, he's not afraid to make passes. And, and, and usually, nine times out of 10, they reach the intended target. So uh, I think he could be a big player on Saturday as well. Yeah. If you, if you were going to give any uh, Derby fans listening some hope going into Saturday, I mean, to. Um, Two opponents got the better of you. I mean, Burton got managed to salvage a draw, um, but obviously Wigan got the better of you at uh, Bolton. I mean, what did both those teams do, or what was really the 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 marker to 
say that Bolton really struggled to obviously break down Bolton and obviously struggled to break down Wigan and obviously conceded four goals. What what would you put that those two results down to that Derby might be able to exploit? Yeah, I think it's just being aggressive and and in Bolton's faces pretty much don't allow them mm. time to play their own game. Um, they like to dominate games and dictate play. Uh, Wigan never allowed that. They were in their faces from from the off and were aggressive, winning those second balls and uh, just breaking up play and making it ugly at times. So if if Derby are, are, are looking to get a result, then I'd imagine Paul Warren will be stressing that to, to the players. Don't give them time and space to to, to pick out passes and uh, play their own game. So. That's what if I was Paul Warren, that's what I'd be saying in the in the dressing room. Uh and it's a it's a big test this for Bolton. Like you say, the Wigan game was a big one. This is also another big one. So um the Bolton fans will be turning up on Saturday looking for uh a big performance uh, from the team. So it's, it's it's a big game for a number of them who uh <laughs> have been slightly uh, it's hard to say off the ball because they have they have had a great start start to the season, but just slightly off yeah. it somewhat in, in the last uh uh, certainly the last the, the Wigan game, button game at points, uh, they looked a bit ropey, but they, they did well. They showed a bit of character to come back and get a point. Unlucky not to win that game, incidentally. Adam Bejo should, should have scored. So, um, yeah, I think being aggressive and just not allowing Bolton to play, I think, is, is the best tactic. I think uh, probably Adam Bejo just felt bad for go, scoring against his offside, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably, probably just, yeah. he's like, I'll probably just, we'll salvage a draw and then, then clap, be clapped off by the uh, the home fans uh, from what the, from what he did there. I mean, it's uh, as we're talking, transfer deadline day is fast approaching, only a couple of days away, well, tomorrow, um, in t- uh, at the time of recording. Um, do you see anything uh, happening with Bolton prior to Saturday? Um, I appreciate uh, if there's anything that you do know, don't have to say it, but uh, if is, huh. is there um, movement or do you see Bolton bringing any any sort of bodies in or letting anyone go prior to Saturday? Yeah, like I said, I think the goalkeeper may be one department. He may be forced to bring someone in, depending on Joel Coleman's injury. Um, he's only yeah. got, they brought the two goalkeepers in in the summer, of course, uh, James Trafford left and, um, so, so they had to uh, bring in uh, a couple of goalkeepers um, just to uh, fill that that void. Um, so that may be one to, to keep an eye on. Uh, other than that, I think they're maybe missing another tough tackling midfielder in, in the middle, yeah. an experienced pro. I know that they lost Kieran Lee in the summer, uh, and uh, I think they're just missing MJ Williams was another one that wasn't afraid to stick the foot in and, and just calm things down at times. So wouldn't be surprised if, if we see a midfielder coming in the door. Um, I know that some supporters would like to see another striker coming in. I mentioned the other <laughs> players that are stepping up and helping Dion. Uh, they cost a lot of money usually. So um, it remains to be seen if there'll be uh, business done there. Players will probably be going out the door. The manager did touch on last night that, that Declan Johnny and Kieran Sadlier are available for transfer. They won't be pushing them out the door, but um, if they were to move on, then... I don't think that would be a major surprise. Um, I don't know if there'll be one or two big names heading out. As you touched on, I think Dion signing that contract extension mm. is great news. We can sort of relax with regards to that. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there is business done uh, before before Friday night. You, you know yourself, there'll probably be rumours and mummerings <laughs> up until uh, midnight on, on Friday, won't there? And different, different sort of deals taking place. So it's a bit of showbiz uh, transfer deadline day, isn't it? So... Uh, I'd is, imagine yeah. that, uh, there might be one or two incomings and, and outgoings before Saturday. Whether they feature on Saturday remains to be seen, but uh, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a bit of movement. 
Yeah, it's always that period of time where it's uh, for fans, it's always exciting uh, seeing people who are linked with you. But then it's also um, probably the most hard, heartbreaking when you see players uh, linked with uh, moves elsewhere. I mean, we've got a couple of players linked with uh, Premier League clubs and Championship clubs. Um, and it's kind of waiting for that deptic uh, clock to yeah. uh, obviously chime to say it's the end of the transfer window. But then obviously you do want a couple of... Uh, extra bodies which Paul Warren has alluded to so we might see a bit of movement and some new faces before mm. uh, before Saturday. Um, so just looking at um, uh, Saturday with just a finer eye, when you look at Derby County um, from a Bolton perspective, what do you see uh, the weaknesses that um, obviously clubs have managed to get over us early on that Bolton might be able to uh, take advantage of? Yeah, to be fair, I've not I've not watched too much of them, but as I, as I said, uh, I mean at the start of the season, we're all thinking Derby will be will be certainly up there, uh, mm. and, and I was just hearing reports that a few fans were unhappy with, with Paul Warren <laughs> and, and how he's going about about his business. Um, I know he's got got a couple of results uh, since then, um, yeah. but I'm not too sure how how the fans feel about it. It's, I was speaking to someone about this. I can't remember where, but it's, mm. it's no disrespect to Rotherham, but it's it's, it's a different sort of mentality at Derby and, and Rotherham, I guess, and uh, pretty much similar to, I guess, Gareth Ainsworth when he was at Wickham and, and, and goes to QPR. Sometimes yeah. uh, teams are just made for managers. And uh, I was expecting Paul to, Paul Warren to be a, a big success at Derby. I've encountered him a few times at Rotherham. He always speaks very well. And um, I did envision them doing well last season and getting into the playoffs. I know that they just missed out. But there's huge pressure on them, of course. Expectation very much like like Bolton. So um, they'll be under pressure as well. They won't fancy coming to uh, the, the Tough Sheet Community Stadium, as it's as it's now known. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, listen, I think it's it's going to be a, 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 a cracking game between two teams that are many people's favourites to go up. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's an intriguing one to call. I'm sure it as is, a neutral, yeah. we wanted to keep a close eye on, but... Uh, as I mentioned earlier on, the, the league won't be won and decided uh, on on on, Friday, on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. So it's a marathon, not a sprint. But um, yeah, I've been keeping a close eye on seeing the results. As I said, I was at Burton at the at the weekend there as well. I was asking a few people about how have Derby been getting on and uh, sort of so-so uh, start to the season. But uh, like you say, Wigan, mm. I think Sean Maloney's doing a cracking job there uh, at, at the moment, yeah. especially after the start. I mean, one minus points. So I think they could be one to keep an eye on as, as they climb up the leagues, no doubt, as well. So, uh, yeah, no disgrace to, to losing to Wigan. But, um, yeah, Saturday, I'm sure, will be a, a right good contest between two good sides. Exactly. And it's nice to see both clubs now uh, in a, a stable footing. I mean, I saw that you got a couple of uh, CEOs um, being appointed. And obviously now, as you mentioned, the, the stadium being rebranded uh, once again. I think that stadium's yeah. had rebranding every other year, isn't it? Okay. Um, but um, I mean, Bolton as a whole, um, is it much more stable as, as a club and a, a much more positive place uh, to go and watch a game of football now? As it's absolutely is, and I know that I mean the chairman can out be a statement another day there because uh, there was a, an irate fan having a go at the manager, which was a tad uh, unfair, <laughs> I think. But you always get one, don't you? But in the main, always one. The, the majority of supporters are, are really enthusiastic, optimistic, and delighted with the direction the club's going in. Um, you can sense that the, something special is quite is happening. As I mentioned earlier yeah. on, the club have improved season on season under under the manager. He said himself he wants to guide them back into the into the Premier League, uh, and and the aim this season is to get in, back into the Championship. We sort of had 
nearly got there with uh, the Barnsley games uh, in the semis and the playoffs last season. It just proved to be a step too far in the end. But uh, I think that they've recruited well this summer. The, the squad looks strong uh, and I can see them uh, really pushing on uh, this season. And the fans feel that as well. As I mentioned, record number of season tickets being sold. There is a, a feel-good factor around the mm-hmm. place again. Uh, so I know the manager said last night, just stick with them, trust, trust in the process. Uh, nothing's handed out in September and, and August and what have you. So um, judge them come May and I think they will be there or thereabouts uh, come May. So uh, likewise, Derby, I think... That, I think, I think they'll be up there pushing uh, towards the automatics come the end of the season. But uh, yeah, this should be a, a, a good eye opener at the start of the season. Good market to see where both teams yeah. are on Saturday. Exactly, exactly. Uh, if you were going to put a result on it, what would you uh, what would you say? If you were if you were a betting man, what would you go for? Well, I'm, I'm not going to sit on the fence, and I do apologise. I'm going to go for a Bolton two-one <laughs> win. I'll go for a, a Derby 2 on win just to obviously do the opposite for you. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on, Derek, uh, once again uh, this season. Um, appreciate your time. Um, if uh, any Bolton fans are listening, uh, just repeat where they can find you, pal. Yeah, yeah, I'm on Twitter. You can you can uh, follow, not that any Derby fans want to follow the, the club <laughs> or, or myself, but Derek Clark Sport on Twitter if you want to uh, follow myself. And uh, yeah, so you can find me there. Brilliant. Uh, and as all Derby fans, um, we are going for the Football Podcast Awards. If you do listen and like what you're hearing, then please do vote for us. Everything will be in the description below. Um, and you can find us on all uh, platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you want. Um, and uh, the show will be going out um, on Wednesday evening. Um, so please keep an eye out for that. Um, and then obviously clips will be going out throughout the week. And uh, we'll uh, be looking forward to Saturday to an exciting clash uh, that Derek will be in attendance. And uh, you'll be uh, very much hoping for a very exciting game rather than some of the ones that we had last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember when Paul came up uh, after the Northill Tron, he said something like that. was what, uh, what a drab, what a boring drab game that was. And I think we we're all, all in agreement. But uh, he always speaks well, Paul won. But uh, yeah, let's hope we get a bit more excitement in this one. Brilliant. Thanks for coming on, mate. Cheers, Callum. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.